Welcome to the Reunion Belleville podcast, a place where everyday people apprentice to Jesus. We're glad you pulled up a seat and we hope that today's lead-in encourages you to take your next step. All right, good morning and happy new year. It's the first time we're back together in a couple weeks. We kind of got these unique rhythms here at Reunion where we take long weekends and special holidays to rest uh, with our friends or our family or just to stay in bed. And so this is our first Sunday back together in 2024. And I wanted to start the new year with you by reflecting on one of our core culture forming kind of sections of scriptures and certainly statements from Jesus. Here at Reunion, we do have culture statements that serve as um, kind of a, a part of our vision of who we are and who we sense we should become or who we're striving to become. And those are, um, they're on our website, but they include things like apprentice, that we call ourselves not just Christians, but we are apprentices of Jesus. And we believe that we're people um, that should gather around a table, that yes, it's one thing to attend church. It's another thing to share our lives together in intimate groups around a table, not just on Sunday morning as we have a table here in the middle, but our dinner tables in our homes. And so we open our homes and we we wrestle through what it looks like to be an apprentice of Jesus in our homes with our kids and with other families and other people, individuals. And it's just a, a core aspect of who we are. And we also believe that we're called to be peacemakers. The nonviolent way of Christ is a way in which we engage with reconciliation in our world. And we're party goers, right? We passionately celebrate God and people. And so celebration is a big part of who we are. We're also um, pioneers or trailblazers. We believe that just because something might be comfortable for us, we are always asking what's taking place in our culture and how do we as a community continue to engage with our neighbors and to bring the gospel in a relevant way to the people that we are called to serve and to love. And the last one is we are planters. We we believe that um, through natural and organic relationship that reunions are great aspects uh, to <laughs> or create additions to the body of Christ. And so if there's an opportunity for us to to kind of spread out and plant something new in a different area, then we're, we're all for that. And so we have different reunions. We're a part of a network that I get to oversee at this stage. And uh, we just love our reunion brothers and sisters in different cities, in different areas, doing in different countries, doing their thing and just loving God and loving their neighbors. And so coming back, I wanted to open up this morning with a very common section of scripture for those of us who have been a part of a reunion for some time. And if you're new this morning listening online, and certainly some of you are new here this morning in person, uh, this section is found in Matthew chapter 11, 28 to 30. And this is Eugene Peterson's The Message uh, paraphrase or translation. But these are the words of Jesus spoken to you and certainly to us as a community that has helped form us and we believe can absolutely transform our lives. Please listen and pay attention and hear the word of the Lord. Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me, get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. Jesus continues to say that he will not lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. So keep company with me, he says, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. 
Welcome to 2024. Did you make any resolutions? Of course, a bunch of us probably did. And we might not call them resolutions. Maybe you think of them more as goals or dreams or a vision for the upcoming year. And 100% you do. And there's nothing wrong with that. I have no beef with resolutions. And I encourage you to set goals and go after them. I'd encourage you to take an inventory of your life and assess and evaluate where you were last year and where you'd like to be or who you want to be in this upcoming year. And I would encourage you to go after it with all that you've got. But here's the warning that you know better than any stat. Most resolutions fail within the first six weeks. Many of us will will burst off of the starting line only to burn out out of a couple weeks around the calendar. And why? Jesus has an answer, and I think he gave it to us in this opening section of scripture that we looked at. He says, religion burns you out. And if you're thinking, wait a second, religion is just some sort of faith activity, you'd be right. Religion is a system set up that if you do ABC, you'll achieve something. And so sure, in typical or traditional religious spheres, we have a model of worship that is supposed to help us achieve access to God. But don't tell me there isn't religion when it comes to something like work, for example. Many of you worked at least a minimum 40 hours a week last year, even more so jumping through the hurdles, busting your hump, answering late night emails, or even text over the holidays, believing that if you did these things, you'd achieve something. Maybe it's success or money or adoration or self-worth. And so, yes, some of us worship at the altar of religious work. And maybe for others, it's fitness. If I just cut out this meal or bust my hump a little bit more, I'll finally be satisfied. I'll finally be able to look in the mirror and be happy with my self-image. Religion is all about worship, and it's a system. It's steps or uh, practices to help you access something, and that something is what you've put your faith in. If I only get this or stop doing that, then I'll finally be satisfied. And some of us put our faith in in our work, our, our, our money, our families. And we have these religious systems set up that if I do these things, then my family will satisfy me. Or I'll be satisfied if, if my family looks a certain way or if my body looks a certain way or I have this much money in the accounts or certainly not this much debt. So maybe my first question is this morning is, what do you put your faith in and how is your religion, your process or your practices, well, how are they serving you? Jesus has this wild idea that religion, going through the motions and striving to achieve your dreams by checking off some list, well, he says it leads to one thing and one thing only, exhaustion. Is he right? Has this been your experience? Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? It's okay to say yes. In fact, it's okay to confess yes. It's actually the point of our gatherings, this space and this community to be a safe place for our motivated, but perhaps honest and certainly at times tired. Yes. And so the radical statement Jesus makes in response to perhaps our exhausted yes is, if you're tired of making resolutions, you'll most likely fail. If you're tired of worshiping your job, body, finances, X, Y, Z, because you've gotten close and you still notice that you're not really satisfied, what does Jesus say? He says, stop. Stop that religious activity. Stop that striving that leads to exhaustion and instead come to Jesus. He says, get away with me. Watch me. Learn my unforced rhythms of, now pay attention to this, unforced rhythms of 
grace. Not legalism, not accomplishment, not judgment or criticism. No, the unforced rhythms of grace. And if you do, you'll find a life that is free and light. When I think of my New Year's resolutions or goals at any time, most of them, if not all of them, can be really boiled down to those two words. I desire to be free and light. Free and light of financial stresses. Free and light of work-life imbalances. I'd like to be free of a few pounds, or I wish I could leave behind the weight of my uh, sometimes wavering mental health. I wish I could leave behind the weight of tense relationships. Free and light beautiful words. They often sum up my desire. Do they sum up yours? Could you tie these two simple words, free and light, to the resolutions, the goals, or the visions you have for 2024? Jesus says if you're looking for that specific life, a free and light life, you need to look no further than him. You need to get away with him, or in the terms of apprenticeship, we need to follow him. The issue with following Jesus is that it places Jesus at the head of our line. And for many of us here this morning, this idea of following Jesus or placing our life in Christ's direction is certainly one you've signed up for. We refer to ourselves as apprentices of Jesus. We are people who are learning to be with Jesus, become like Jesus, so that we might be able to do what Jesus might do in our context today. We have and we are in the process of testing the way of Jesus against the ways of the world. And some of us have found or some of us are certainly finding that Jesus is our go-to because he always comes through. We're testing the way of Jesus. We're learning to trust in the way of Jesus. Or are we? Is the way of Jesus the way that does in fact lead to life because it's the way we've walked during Advent, we ask this question, what does God want for Christmas? And perhaps it's just as an important question today, what does God want for our new year? What does God desire for our lives this day, this week, or this month? When we set out our New Year's resolution as apprentices of Jesus, is God involved in the process of helping us map our way forward? This is the presumption of our Christian life, a life of discernment where Jesus plays a vital role in the decision-making processes of our lives. But before we go any further, let me just say this. Discernment, it's the ability to perceive, understand, and judge things clearly. Now pay attention to this. Judge things clearly, especially those things that are not obvious or straightforward. I really like that ending statement. We're about discerning is about sensing what to do when the direction isn't obvious. Discernment is the process many people engage with, certainly when you're trying to make a decision. But when it comes to Christianity, we engage with God by asking, what is your will for my life, God? Lord, what should I do in this situation, this relationship, this opportunity? In a world where we can be anything and do almost anything, the heart of an apprentice seeks to engage with the heart of God when making decisions. And these decisions are often about two good things. You see, we're not invited to discern the will of God when it comes to things that cut against the grain of love or the way of Christ. I heard a story once when a man was connecting with his pastor and he comes in there having coffee and he says, Pastor, would you please pray with me? I'm trying to know if it's God's will, if I should, if I should get romantically involved with, with so-and-so. The pastor was really taken back and responded, Friend, you're married. The answer is no. 
We don't need to pray about whether or not you should sin. And so discernment is often set aside for moments when we have two good options between jobs or when we're wondering how in the world do we reconcile a relationship. We do not need to seek the will of God when it's about choices between one thing that is good and one thing that blatantly goes against the way of Jesus. What we do want to ask is, is this the way that God desires me or us to go? Discernment is an invitation and acknowledgement that when that we desire, sorry, to put God, that we desire God's input. And as a church, this is exactly where we've been for the last few months, and it's exactly where we are remaining for the next few weeks. Because over the course of the next few weeks, we're going to begin to share where and what our parish council has been discerning in regards to reunion for the next five years. Who do we sense God is inviting us to be, and what do we sense God is calling us to do? But here at Reunion, we're not inviting, or we're not, sorry, we're not going to make a bunch of statements and assume you're on board, or for that matter, demand you be on board. We are going to invite you to discern with us. So we're going to share some of these, these ideas and some of these statements that we are discerning as a leadership team, but we want you to be a part of the process. We, we desire for you to be a part of the process, to pray and to ask and to wonder and to be curious, and at the end of it, to be able to confirm or help us steer a different direction. But before we get to those two weeks in February, we want to take some time to prepare by asking, how in the world do we discern together? Because we're not setting resolutions so much as we are submitting to Christ. Which brings up a really important, uh, another really important statement, at least I think. That when we talk about this idea of discernment, and certainly spiritual discernment, it can come with a lot of baggage for some of us because we've been taught that God's will is static for our lives. Meaning, God has a single will for your life and therefore you better get it right. Some of us have been taught that God has one person in the world of four billion for you and so you better get it right. Some of us have been taught that God has one job or calling or vocation for you so you better get it right. Because what in the world happens if you get it wrong? What if you miss it? You see, some of us, and I remember having a conversation with my pastor as a, as a young man, and he told me that, God, that my life is like a highway and God's will is an off-ramp. And if you miss your turn, you'll spend the rest of your life going in the wrong direction. You'll miss out on the plans God has for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a future and a hope, or a hope in a future. I don't know about you, but goodness, that type of theological teaching creates people who discern and never do and others who do and never discern because we're not motivated by God's love, God's goodness, or God's grace. I believe that this type of theological teaching actually paralyzes us by fear. By fear. You see, I grew up in a home with that sort of mentality, and my father believed that he missed God's call in the life that we were living. That was just uh, the repercussions of missed opportunities. My dad's life was the consequence of saying no once upon a time to God's call. We'll talk certainly more about the static will of God during this series, but I will say that from my experience with Jesus and his teachings, I view God's will more like a, a choose-your-own-adventure book. You see, your life has a myriad of opportunities that can take you to a bunch of different places. The theme of the story sounds and looks, though similar, regardless of what chapter or what page you have to skip ahead to or go back to. The theme is simply this, love God and love your neighbor. Following Jesus guarantees we do both. 
Can you miss a chance to do that today? Sure can. Will there be another opportunity uh, this afternoon? You better believe it. So if you're married, is that individual, your partner, the one and the only one in the world for you? Yes, absolutely, at this moment. So love your spouse like you love God with all your heart, your soul, and your mind. Are you called to be a pastor? Some of you. But we're all called to be ministers by loving God and loving our neighbors. Can God be specific? I think so. I believe so. But there's also tremendous grace. Those are Jesus' words, not mine. Can God be specific? But that also means freedom. Those are Jesus' words, not mine. Can we get it wrong? Yes. Does that mean we're in for it? No. Jesus said, and he continues to say, come with me, get away with me, and you'll what? You'll recover your life. There's always opportunity to recover. And then he goes on to say, I'll show you how to take a real rest. So walk with me and work with me and watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. Because Jesus won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with Christ and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. The question we need to ask today at the start of this new year is one that I pray that we'll continue to ask much, much more. Are we tired of all the religious activities that leave us exhausted? Okay, if you're willing to say yes, the second question is, are you willing to follow Jesus? Are you willing to put it to the test? Are you willing to wonder, hmm, could it be possible that Jesus is true? that his way is right, and it might just lead to a life that is light and free. I think it's worth a crack, a shot. I've taken that crack, and I've, it's proven to be true for me, and I trust it will be true for you, and it's something we will do together. I'm excited to learn together where this process of testing the way of Jesus together might lead us. It's brought us four years along this journey, and I believe it will continue to take us much longer. So we end each week by asking, what is God saying to you and how are you going to respond? As we listen to those opening words again as we close, is there anything that jumps out to you? Any section, any idea, any phrase that Jesus says? I want you to hold on to that and I want you to ask, hmm, I wonder, I wonder why this portion might just be what God is saying to you. What can you do in response? Please listen to Jesus one more time. He says this, Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. What is God saying to you this morning and how are you going to respond? Thank you for listening to today's lead-in. We pray that you were able to learn something about Jesus today, but equally important, we pray that you sense a step you might take in response. What would it look like for you to live with Jesus today in light of our discussion? You can learn more about our community at www.reunionbelleville.com and we're always here to walk with you.